Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, with a dash of garden, chatting about current interests, and life in my northern town. You can find show notes at mycreativecorner3.com. You can also find all of my social media, how to purchase a virtual cup of coffee, and all events on the website. Please feel free to stop by and leave a comment. I really appreciate everyone who listens. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the podcast. everyone. November 10th. I can't believe we are past Halloween and into the second week of November. We are past the beautiful glowing fall colors into the brown and down as mamas and the papas said. Yeah, it's it's just really that windy gray and a little bit of snow sprinkled here and there, but not enough to stay cold and cover the ground. Since I last talked to you, it has not been the most productive in the world as far as crafts go. However, I have been getting a lot of things done. I want to say work has been very busy and I've got a lot of things done there. So that zaps most of my energy, but I have been very dedicated on cross stitch. So let's start there. I did stitch Tober as a stitch along with Fat Quarter Shop, and I just completed the sixth and last tart tin that I had. I used the Autumn Days pattern by Fat Quarter Shop, and I want to say I really enjoyed the tart tins. Now, I have a couple of larger ones that I bought at Hobby Lobby in the past. And I might stitch something up or go through my basket of stitches that need to be fully finished and maybe put another um, cross stitch in the center of the other tartan that I have. The tartans, I think um, the metal ones that Hobby Lobby, not Hobby Lobby, Fat Quarter Shop have, they say exclusive on it. So that particular size and shape I think is exclusive to the fat quarter shop. So six tart tins since the very end of September till now. It, I'm telling you that stitching on Lugana is slow and it was a process. It's a little bit difficult for me to see and using Weeks Color Works um, floss, it's very pretty, but you know, in the pictures, they look a little bit better the background didn't contrast as much as I had hoped with the actual motif. So I'm not going to stitch a background like that for the last six, just because I want the fall motif to stand out more. And I think I'm going to do it. There's six left and I'll probably do nine in a grid. Maybe next fall for a fall pillow or some sort of framed project. And then once I got done with that particular series, I pulled out the uh, temperature cross stitch and I'm doing half square triangles and a big square. And each day is the high temperature of the half square triangle. 
And I just read on the news online that this last 12 months has been the hottest 12 months on the earth. And I live in a place that is not particularly warm. And I like living in a place that's not particularly warm. But I can tell you, I've done a couple of temperature projects. There is more warm weather colors on this project than I have ever done before. So my warm temperature colors are pinks and purples. And then it goes into yellows and greens. So we'll be coming up here. I've just finished up all of the 80 degrees that spilled over into October. And now I'm starting to stitch the cooler colors into November. So after taking a month or two off from stitching that, uh, it's an easy to catch up project. And on 14 count, Ada goes much faster. Um, so yeah, that's where I've been. I still have a couple of UFOs for um, cross stitch and I'll be picking them up and putting them down throughout the winter. So let's go on to the quilting segment. So I have been doing uh, paper piecing. I talked about the quilt along. It's usually eight to nine little six inch blocks a month. And it is called the Petite Four. And it is a It's So Emma foundation paper pad. And it is a really pretty blue and white quilt that Fat Quarter Shop is doing a quilt along. And I am doing the economy blocks this month. And I really am glad that I've watched the tutorials before I started these paper piecing. Because in the economy block, they reversed the white and the blue and I didn't catch it. Well, neither did Kimberly Jolly when she was doing the live. So it was a great thing to show the mistake. Believe me, I make a lot of mistakes, but I am really enjoying foundation paper piecing right now after my epic disaster with the stitchy stars, which is traditional piecing. And I think I'm going to stick with this for a while. And you know, maybe do a little bit of something, you know, as the winter rolls on out of the so scrappy um, spools project, you know, and doing these other uh, projects that I have earmarked in the scrappiness is happiness. I have quilt seeds in the flowers. I really would like to do those. So before I jump ahead too far, I want to tell you that I have five of the eight. Let's go back and finish my thought on the petite stars or petite four there we go and why did they call it petite four because they're using the four inch foundation paper pads which I have I've got all of their pads but I thought I really like this particular quilt in this six inch block and something that I'm doing different is they're using a layer cake and each block has different blues and whites I'm doing a, one specific color out of my stash for all of those particular blocks so all of the economy blocks are particular blue and the previous month we did courthouse steps and that was all a specific blue. So that's my take on it because I just think it will make a more cohesive design and I don't have a layer cake that I'm trying to bust out of my stash. So the next thing is I am sewing so scrappy spools. I have finished all of the blocks. 
I'm so excited. The last four were a flower block where you made four tiny snowballs and put them together and it made like an open-faced flower with the very center different colors. Okay, it was a little bit more tricky to, because it's a very small block. I think it's only five inches for that flower with those four little snowballs. So that we're talking inch and a half stitch and flip triangles on the corner. I had to really pin and sew very slowly and make sure my seam allowances were perfect to get the little points to line up. And most of them did. So I'm pretty happy with that. All of them are made into spools. And in fact, drum roll please, I have four of the nine rows joined together where it's the spool, a sashing piece, spool all the way across. The next segment I need to do is sashing cornerstone sashing. Now I'm thinking I it's a very colorful and a very, very scrappy quilt. The spools are all the same, but they have little cornerstones that are all different colors. And I think um I think I might do it in a white print for ease of putting it together. And I think if I keep them a more neutral white with a very tiny sewing machine I have that um, print and it's very light actually when you put it in a quilt maybe it won't draw so much attention away from the blocks I'm gonna try it I think it'd be better than doing um, all of those one and a half inch squares cutting out one and a half inch squares is very difficult I'm gonna be honest because they get crooked and they shift and there's no forgiveness in one and a half inch squares that's how wide the sashing strip is, one and a half inches, but it's really cute. I love this quilt and I learned a lot. I remembered a lot um, as my memory was kind of having a few little glitches as I have long COVID. And this was a fun, fun quilt. And I really would recommend it. Lori Holt's patterns are really good. And these, even though the sampler blocks are only five and a half inches you can do the recommended for a month because lots of people are doing that as a quilt along this next year too in fact my local quilt shop is so I'm excited the other part in quilting that I have done is I long-armed a few rows on my red and white Christmas star now, a couple years ago, I was um, asked to collaborate with Angel at Halo Inspirations for a, like a placemat or a cookie mat for Santa's cookies. And I designed a star and then I liked that so much. I made the star a little bit bigger and then I um, made it with fabric from her shop, which was very Christmassy and beautiful a pretty red with a white and silver background, not metallic. And I do have the directions somewhere. Let me find where it is. Yeah, it's on my blog and I called it Nordic Star. And I did it as a 10 inch block and I show my little, well, actually it's 17 and a half by the time it's done. And it really is pretty and it showcases the fabrics and I just really liked it. So it made a nice, pretty twin size almost quilt with the red and white and silvery fabrics. 
I'll put a link in the show notes because it really is fun. Oh my gosh, I even did a YouTube sew along. I look so young. That was what? When did I do this? A couple years ago. Wow. My hair was all long. It was in 2021. It was two years ago. Wow. 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 I better get some new makeup and some face cream. Anyway, um, that is on my blog. And I did also a collab with Angel. And so I made it in the block in two different sizes. One for like a placemat cookie mat and one as a quilt and I did a little gnome quilt table topper as a test and I used layer cake for that and then I did the red and white I made that a couple times it was just so much fun so I got down to the last couple rows and I have some pretty gray silver fabric that I think I'm going to use as the binding and let the red just sing in the center because I don't, don't have any more. And that would be a very difficult red to match. And I didn't want to put a white binding on it. That is my plan. I'll pull it out and think about it and look at it a little more. And we'll see if I have any other inspiration as I'm digging through the stash. So something I have been doing a lot of the last couple of weeks is physical therapy. Wow, is it exhausting. <laughs> I have been tired and physical therapy is helping, I think, but I am tired after doing it. Um, what's really interesting, I thought I'd talk about physical therapy, is I haven't been in physical therapy but one other time. And it was more of a gym type of a setting. And it was few miles from my house. Well, just a couple blocks down the road is the hospital. And in the hospital, they have associated with a rehab service called Mary Freebed in Michigan. And they have more rehabilitative type of services. And so I'm pretty excited is that, um, of course, the insurance approved one month. And after one month, we'll see if I need more or qualify to do more. But I'm really enjoying the, the gym part is okay, but I'm really enjoying the pool. So I walk in and I thought, oh my gosh, is the other pools in town for physical therapy, there's only one or two other places, but they were the one that I'm familiar with was a public, more like a public pool, you know, that big size and many people would be in it. Well, this you walk in and it's your own private little pool with a treadmill in the bottom. A changing room that's completely private. So the only person that you ever talk to when you're in your swimsuit is the physical therapist. So I had to rush and get a swimsuit. I measured myself and I ignored the size on Amazon. Got a um, $38 swimsuit. It's a tankini with uh, boy shorts and a real pretty blue top and it was perfect. It fit very well and I'm hoping I just washed it but didn't dry it so hopefully it'll still fit <laughs> and um, the pool sessions don't cause as much muscle pain now my joints are a little painful and swollen and I am feeling that I'm doing exercises even in the pool but you don't get it's just totally different because you're buoyant so today is a gym session which I'm 
kind of not looking forward to, but I, I am. I wanted, I really want to get better and have more leg strength. My legs and knees and hips and all the joints just just don't have any strength. So if I can get stronger, then the goal is to be able to walk better and to use the little garage gym that we have, which he told me, he goes, yeah, your exercise things in your garage gym are very exhausting and very tiring. And it would be difficult for a person with long COVID that you really got to keep rehabilitating yourself before you can get there. So that's what I'm doing. It's a big commitment, but I definitely want to do the one month and maybe they'll do it another month ish or three weeks and then we'll see how I feel during the end of November and into December. So I just feel like there's a lot of things right because it's an hour three times a week for the last couple weeks and you're wedging that in between work and I'm trying to get my work schedule covered so I can leave and then I've got to get you know my appointments squeezed in with the appointments I have with clients at work and I even though I have a job where I can do that it still is a lot of stress because things come up and sometimes you know you just got to leave I you know the coverage person did very well but you know even though I'm going a couple blocks here and there and it's only an hour you should be able to take your lunch right you know oh, it doesn't work that way it's just just a big commitment of time and personal time off too but I think it's going to be all worth it so anyway the pool is really nice and warm it's wide enough it's more than wide enough for me um, to be in like because you swing your I'm doing a three-way hip and you swing your leg out so I can stretch my arms out and there's still a couple of feet on either side of the pool and the treadmill is fixed in the bottom of the pool so you don't have to trip over it to get on it or feel like you're going to fall off and grab bars and the, the pool is 95 degrees and they even have a little shower and I can get all of my business taken care of and leave because I'm one of the few people evidently who actually showers. So <laughs> the physical therapist cracks me up. He's like, oh, are you one that's going to shower? Because evidently the people who are there don't shower afterwards, after the pool. I mean, I don't, they don't have showers for after the gym part, but I need to get that chlorine off and go back to work. So he goes, the water here never really gets warm in the shower unless you let it run. So when I'm in the last couple of exercises he leaves the door open dashes in flips it on so that by the time I get in there that the water is warm and I can get my little shower spray off in and dressed before the next client's appointment he's just very sweet I just like feel like I'm at a first class service spa or something but no it's physical therapy believe me <laughs> So we'll be doing that for a little bit longer. And then I'm doing more hands you know, work and cross stitch in the evening right now. But today is a banner day. I have the day off from work because it's Veterans Day. I don't want to thank all the veterans um, who may be listening. And just a, a general thank you to all of the people who are veterans and all of the, the things that they have done for us in um, United States. I do like to thank the veterans for their service, including my husband, who is an Air Force veteran. 
So today I have the day off and this happens to be the day of the monthly meeting and day long sew in with the circle of friends that I meet with um, for quilting. Now, because I have physical therapy this morning, I'm not going to go there early, but it's like a nine to six sew in come and go type of a thing. So after lunch and after physical therapy, I'll go there and I'm not going to lug a sewing machine and all that. That just sounds too overwhelming to take all of that kind of stuff for an afternoon. So I'm going to just take some more cross stitch and my hexagons to do some hand stitching. And you do a lot of talking and catching up with people. So I probably won't be um, focused enough to be able to sew on a sewing machine. So I do miss meeting my group of quilting friends and I don't get together with many of them in between, any of them actually, except for one in between quilting, um, a point quilting meetings. There we go. And she and I went to the quilt shop last year. She's tough to get a hold of in the summer, but in the winter, I think we may be able to get together and have coffee and catch up a little bit more. So I was hoping that that can happen because plugging into a community is really hard. I live in a small community and a lot of my friends have retired and moved or they have schedules that are incompatible with mine. <laughs> I'm finding that, um, yeah, if I didn't work, I'd want to get all my stuff done and then have my evenings at home and not drive in the dark. You know, that's exactly how I would function. But unfortunately, I have to work until it's dark now or have maybe a coffee hangout on Saturday or Sunday. But that's hard to work in, too, because people are traveling and doing things. And even I do things on weekends, not as much as I used to, but we do. So Sunday, I got invited to an acquaintance. I haven't seen her in a couple of years, but we keep in touch through social media. And she's doing a wreath making party at her house. Um, opening day of deer season happens to be this next week and it's like a big holiday here. Usually the school has the day off and my husband isn't taking the first week off but the second week off and so she thought it would be a nice time to get together for everyone to make a Christmas wreath. It's like a tradition that she's always done and since she retired and moved back home quote unquote to the town I live in um, she's continued the tradition and she is a big uh, hunter herself. She does uh, bird hunting with her dogs and we had a bird dog too at one time. So I, I just really enjoy her company and pandemic, um, I think pre-pandemic or really shortly thereafter I saw her once. It's just been, this is where it's hard, right? I mean, trying to get compatible time schedules with people. So anyway, this year she invited, according to the invitation, I got 30 people to this party. I'm like, wow. And she even did little videos of how to do, it's, it's a private party. So she did a private event on Facebook, tutorials, uh, videos, and how to do a wreath with the wreath base and fresh cut evergreens off her property. She's already got the bows and um, decorations, many different kinds. And I'm just really excited. I think I'm going to see a lot of people I know around town. I can't call them friends, but I know them. And I think this is a big 
deal for me to get out (laughs) and to see people and to make uh, acquaintances again. And and there's a couple of people that I've known for a long time. So it'd be really good to talk to them and catch up with all of the things. So a Christmas wreath. I'm not sure if I want to go with, uh, she had red and white and blues and other silver and gold. I don't know what types of colors and ornamentation and flowers or picks that I want to put on it. But I had a lot of fun doing that a few years ago. I have a, it's a like a small deck with wood and a rail that faces the street. And then I usually hang the Christmas wreath on the railing and not on my door. Actually, the door, the wreath will blow off in our wind. But on that railing, it's a little more protected. And it's at a nice visual point of eye of sight from the street. So if you're driving by and I have the little porch light on, you can see that is the door we use. And that is our Christmas wreath. So yeah, wreath making is is pretty fun. The thing I find about it, if you're going to buy all of the um, parts to it, it's kind of an expensive proposition to do. But um, she also does this as a charity. And if you come, you don't need to purchase the parts. It's her gift, but she has a specific charity that she um, supports and you could donate to that particular charity. So I'm planning on that. And this next month, that's the kind of crafts I'm going to be doing. I'm going to keep plugging away at long arming and I'm going to get a quilt out. I want to bind the Christmas quilt that I have on the frame. And I'll do that first and I'm going to measure the door at work because we have a door decorating contest that will start December 4th. And I'm like, do I want to hang a quilt on it, which I did before? Do I want to make a wreath? I'm not going to take the one I'm making at the party because that's fresh live uh, greens um, that have been cut from trees. And I don't want to put that and have, you know, needles and stuff fall into the hallway. Um, or do I want to do something else? My neighbors next door won it last year with an exceptionally over-the-top Christmas door. I'm going to have to think about that. So any ideas on how to decorate a door? I don't have probably eight hours to dedicate to cutting out paper or anything, Um, but I'm thinking about taking my Christmas quilt and hanging on the door which I did last year with um, a different Christmas quilt. Or I might do a more special artificial wreath with lights on it, is what I am thinking about doing. And I have a wreath base at home. But I don't know, they did like the whole door into a Santa Claus, and it was quite the creative thing. And there's a competitive thing in me that wants to really beat them at their own game. But I shall think upon that. (laughs) I also want to say that I talked about the Aliso M3 Pro Mini Iron prototype that I am testing. And I did a review on the last 
podcast. I'll be doing a video when it's time for its release, but you can pre-order these irons on the Oliso website. It's the M3 Pro and it comes in several really pretty colors and the price and all of that on the pre-order is listed. And I have to say, I keep using this iron and I really do like it. It is hot and steamy and it has um, enough protection on the handle so you don't burn your fingers. And the sole plate is really got a nice ceramic coating on it so it's smooth. So the Aliso iron, it, the little mini iron that's been upgraded and it's the M3 Pro is the prototype I'm using and I switched the cord to the left hand side that was easy peasy with the help of my husband and um, it is in pre-order according to Aliso. I just wanted to end this on November is the month of Thanksgiving for the United States and I'm really focusing on gratefulness, even though I have that as part of my daily journaling practice with my Silk and Sonder journal. Um, but I really wanted to focus on that quite a bit as we come through the holiday season. And next weekend, on the, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, we're doing the family get-together. And it will be the big event at my brother's house. And then after that, I'm not really sure what we're going to be doing for Thanksgiving here. We could buy a Thanksgiving um, dinner through HelloFresh, and we may want to go visit some family later in the week. I'm not sure. So as we get going and a little bit closer to the holiday, I'll make more of a decision regarding the food and all of that stuff. But, you know, I'm just bombarded already with everything Christmas. I like to leave my fall decorations up through November, put up the Christmas decorations. Again, I'm probably just going to put up a tabletop tree, some greens, some lights, and some, you know, I have a tear tray that I do holiday decorations on it, and just kind of take some holiday things throughout the house. And they stay up probably for six weeks, and then some um, things will stay up as winter decor for the rest of the season, but I'm not ready for the Christmas bombardment that has already been going in Black Friday starting. And I'm not being a Scrooge about it. I'm just not ready. I'm trying to get a few ideas for the holidays, which, you know, we've had a couple discussions over what we're going to do as far as um, a gathering. We're not traveling very far if we're going to see some of our Michigan family, I think, um, I think it's just going to be, you know, pretty simple for gift giving and things like that, because I got burned really bad. Did I, I remember telling you about that for the girl's birthday in October and September? Woo, that was expensive. So I'm thinking, you know, rather than spending all the money on shipping and handling, I probably will do something that is reasonable for shipping or a card, or a gift card, or something in that nature with small loved gifts. So, you know, I'm not ready for Christmas until probably Thanksgiving time. And um, I'm trying to not get 
cranked about it on all of the people who are selling things for sale for Christmas and starting the sales now. Um, whether you be a big box store or a small business, you know, a good for you. And I'm so glad, but do we really, I just don't, do we really need to start Black Friday sales on Halloween? You know, I, is kind of where I'm at. And I just want to have the Christmas spirit throughout the whole year. And I don't want to be bombarded with all of that. Even though I know at Hobby Lobby and other um, Michaels and Joann's and I want to say even many big box stores, they've had their Christmas decorations up for a long time. I am just not ready for it. Now, when the snow starts, which will probably be more toward Thanksgiving, um, that puts me more in the mood. But it's been a hot fall Um and it's been a very long and lingering fall season. And yeah, I'm just, Christmas is kind of that light in the middle of the dark winter that you, I keep my eye on as the fun holiday time, especially as a young person. And now it's like, yay, we're going to visit family if the weather's good and nobody's sick and this and that and the other thing. However, it is still a joyous time that I'm looking forward to, but I want to focus on gratefulness this month. And then um, even though we're doing a Christmas wreath Sunday, um, it's, it doesn't feel like the commercial bombardment is, I guess, what I'm saying. Is anyone else feeling this or is it just me? Maybe it's just because I am on YouTube and watching shows and football games with lots of commercials and that's what they're promoting right now. Maybe maybe what that is trying to tell me is I need to shut the entertainment off and be living in the moment more <laughs> and doing more coffees with friends. So that is this week's podcast. I have been pondering, you know, 2024's quilt alongs and things like that, but I haven't made any decisions and maybe I'll have some decisions made. I know Fat Quarter Shop put their 2024 schedule out and I have door banners is my monthly goals and I think that's going to be about it. I'm going to try not to pick up too many um, other ideas along the way and start running with them without planning it out. Maybe I need to get a planner, a paper planner like um, Kimberly Jolly shows on um, that she sells. I think it's Lori Holtz. She has a couple different ones, a portable one and then a real big binder. Well, I don't have that many things going, but maybe something to write out. Um, my Silk and Sandra journal just kind of feels like it should, it should be separate from that. And um, I don't know that I'm going to do a temperature project next year. That's fun to do, but I don't want to do it every year. They're going to do a really cool one for next year that a tease has been made for Fat Quarter Shop's cross-stitch temperature quilt. And it's going to be house-related. Um, I think that's very interesting, but I don't want to make things too complicated. I'm kind of enjoying the simplicities of quilting as well as cross-stitching right now. And we'll see. This is the time of year where I want to finish 
strong and wrap up some of the things that I'm doing. And maybe I will actually learn how to machine bind a quilt. Maybe that Christmas one is going to be it. We'll see. Anyway, you all have a most wonderful day. If you have a long weekend like I do, enjoy your time, rest, find peace, and take time every day to be creative and make something. Quilt on, everyone.